Welcome to the LYC Podcast. We are a youth community that believes in loving people and meeting them where they are. Our desire is that through this message, God's love for you is confirmed, your hope in Jesus is renewed, and your faith is awakened. And we're going to ask God to speak to us. Uh, we're in a series right now. We started a couple weeks ago called Born to Lead. Born to Lead. And the whole idea of this series is that every single one of us, every single person in the room, we're actually born to lead. There's a call of God on every single one of our lives to be a leader. Now, we've said this every single week, but I know that when, when, when you make that statement, hey, you're a leader, man. Hey, you, you are a lead. I know everybody has a different emotion, a different sentiment when it comes to that statement, because let's just be honest, we don't all feel like leaders. Have you ever just felt like, I'm definitely not a leader. Come on, you ever been there before? Like, I'm, like, I'm definitely not. We, we don't always all feel like leaders. But here's the reality. The Bible says that every single one of us, we've been called by God in life to do two things. Number one, we've been called by God in life to use everything we've been given to reach people who are far from God. Here, here's the reality. At the end of the day, everything we are living for, the end of the day, everything that we're putting so much time, energy, all the things that we, we center our life around the end of the day, when Jesus returns, they will not matter. Money will not matter. Fame, success, achievement will not matter. At the end of the day, what you have built for yourself, the Bible says, like, like, hey, it'll burn up so quickly. At the end of the day, the only thing that matters when Jesus returns is people. It's our relationship with God and people who Jesus is desperate to see spend eternity with, with him. I don't know if you're a sports fan. Anybody, are you a sports fan? You watch sports. You know the place where you watch sports. Uh, I watched this past weekend uh, the PGA Championship. That is a, a golf tournament. Anybody, do you like golf? I talk about golf a lot. Anybody, like couple, like three people, cool. Um, for all those of you who don't love golf, that's, that's fine. But I watched this golf tournament, the PGA, and this guy, Phil Mickelson. Sir. Phil Mickelson, lefty, he won the PGA Championship. Don't you make fun of Garrett Jones. Garrett Jones is, he's awesome. Um, but Phil, Phil Mickelson won the PGA Championship, and he became the oldest player in history to ever win a major championship. And it was like an epic scene. He hits his last shot, and literally the entire crowd, thousands of people are like, are, are surrounding him, and they're following him down the fairway. And for a moment, I was like, whoa. That is, that is so cool. And I, I don't know why, not because I'm a pastor. I think just because I love Jesus. I, I, as soon as I'm like, that's amazing, something in me went, and none of it will matter one day. As amazing and incredible, and I pray that Phil Mickelson knows Jesus and will spend eternity with, with, with him. But let's just say he, 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 he doesn't for a moment. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you build for yourself. Doesn't matter what you achieve or what what what, what you 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 pull in and what what you a uh, 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 cure for yourself is that the right word I'm looking for I don't know what like all all the stuff you have at the end of the day apart from God none of it matters and all of us we've been called by God to say I'm going to leverage my entire life to reach people who are far from God Se- secondly to use what Jesus has given me my gifts my talent, my ability, my time to be a part of building his church. Why? Because the church, the local church, 
The Bible shows is the hope of humanity. Jesus gave his whole mission, not to an individual, but to a, to a group. He gave his whole mission to a, to a group, to his disciples who would birth the early church. And yes, is it a big deal that we are on the streets, if you will, reaching people? For sure. We, like, we need you on the football field. We need you in the band room. We need you at, at a business one day reaching people. But we're supposed to be bringing people back into God's house because it's in God's house that community surrounds people, that people get discipled and loved and, and ministered. The church is a big deal. And then the Bible goes, everything that you have, you're supposed to be leveraging it to reach people and to build his church. That's called leadership. Leadership is not a position. It's not authority. It's not a title. Leadership is using what you've been given in God's kingdom to reach people and to build his church. Leadership is saying, I'm, I'm gonna give everything I have to advance the kingdom of God. We said this a couple weeks and you might not think that it super applies to you right now, but trust me, it, it applies to you. There is nobody on this planet that's called to be a firefighter, a doctor, a lawyer, a veterinarian. No, no, no. You might be led by God to that place, but make no mistake about it. It's not the calling that's on your life. You might be led, led by God one day to, 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 to be, you know, the CEO of a, of a Fortune 500, but that's not the call on your life. The, the location God leads you, it's all it is. It's the location that God wants to use you to reach hurting, broken, dying people who are desperate for Jesus. Let me answer a question real quick, and then I'm going to move on to tonight's sermon. But you might say, Brandon, why does this matter? P.S., great question, because I'm the chief when, when, when it comes to the, uh, the group of people that go, if it doesn't matter, I don't care about it. Anybody, are you kind of like me that if, if you don't see a point, you're like, this, this is a waste of my time right now. Um, like, 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 like the other day, I, I was so rude accidentally, but kind of on purpose to this lady. I was calling to get my phone fixed because my screen, it cracked. And so I had to file a claim to someone come and fix my screen. And the lady, um, she, she, she's like, sir, while I have you on the phone, are you a Verizon customer? I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm talking to Verizon right now. Are you intelligent? The answer is no. And I didn't say that. I just, I just thought it in, in, my, in my mind. And... And, and she goes, that's, that's amazing. I have a special offer for you. And I said, hey, let me cut you off right there. I'm sure it's an amazing offer. I'm just not interested. Have a great day. And I, I don't know. why? Because like, there's no point in me spending 15 minutes listening to your offer because I'm not interested in your offer. I, I need to know the point of something. You might say, what, what, what's the point? Like, why does it actually matter that at 12, 13, 15, 18, why does it matter that I take serious the call of God on my life. Let me give you just three reasons. You don't even have to write them down. You could if you wanted to be a good note taker, but let me give you three thoughts. Number one, um, because you're gonna stand before God and be held accountable for that. Like that's kind of like a oof reason, but, but it's the reality. Paul says three times in the New Testament that I can think of off the top of my head. He goes, hey, just so you know, you're gonna stand before God and give an account for the things done in the body. He's not talking about salvation. He, he's not talking about whether or not you're going to heaven. No, no, no. He said, he said you're going to stand before God one day. And, and, and God's going to go, all right, let's look. I gave you all that time. I, I, I gave you those resources. I gave you that. And, and, and you will be held accountable for how you stewarded your life, which is kind of an interesting thought because it's not really your life. The Bible says that no, our life belongs to him. 
and we'll be held accountable for how we stewarded our life. This is why Paul goes in, in 2 Timothy, he goes, man, finally, I'm, I'm about to go be with Jesus and there's a crown of righteousness laid up for me and for all who will long for, for all who have a perspective that goes, this, this is his, there's a crown of right. We will be held accountable before God. Number two, because your world needs you. Like here's, 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 here's what I know. I'm the only dad my kids get. And I can't put it on someone else to like be responsible for, no, no, no. I, God's called me to raise my kids in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Did you know that, that, that your world needs you? That you might be the only person that someone comes in contact with that has the gospel on the in, inside of them that's able to, to preach and able to share. You might be the only person someone comes in contact with on a day they need it the most. They're contemplating ending life and you might be the one that's standing before them that God gives an opportunity to pray for them. To sh- Your world needs you. Your world needs you. And, and thirdly, this is a little more self-serving in case you can be a little selfish like me. Jesus says there is actually no greater fulfillment in life, no greater fulfillment than fulfilling the thing that God's called you to. Well, you've heard me say it before, but John chapter four, Jesus is standing. He's ministering to a woman and his disciples bring him a happy meal. We got, we got lunch. He goes, my food, what nourishes me is to do the will of him who sent me and finish his work. We've all been called to lead and it's a big deal. We talked about the first week, how we've all been called by God. We've all been qualified in Jesus and we've all been empowered by the Holy Spirit. And last week we talked about how we need vision. We got to see it on the inside if we're going to be able to give our life to it. Tonight, if you're taking notes, you can write this down. The title of my sermon, I want to preach a sermon tonight that I've titled this, You Go First. Look at your neighbor and just say, you go first. Come on, look at the other neighbor, the one you ignored the first time and say, you go first. You go first. I, I, I want to talk about tonight, I want to talk about tonight how we practically, this is what I wrote in my notes, it sounds a little aggressive now that I'm looking at it, um, <laughs> how we practically start attacking our circle of influence. All of us have a circle of influence. You might not think that you are very influential, I guarantee you. The reason I can guarantee is because the Bible teaches us that Jesus will never ask us to do something he hasn't given us the ability or opportunity to do. Jesus wouldn't ask you to reach people if he hasn't given you influence. If he hasn't given you the power to do it. You have influence. I'm gonna talk about tonight. How do we just practically, if we actually want to be you, how do we practically start going after and influencing those God has put in our world? You, you, you don't have to raise your hands, but, but, but I, I do wanna ask you the question because I think it's important for, 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 for us, us to settle on tonight. Do, do you want to make a difference for God? And, and I don't want you to raise your hand because some of you won't raise your hand just because you're too cool for church. And I, that's fine. I get that. And some of you won't raise your hand because, ah, I don't, but, but just for, for a second, at the end of the day, no peer pressure. Do you want to make a difference for God? Like, do, do you want your legacy to be one that you left your high school, you left your, your college campus, you, you, you left that bit and, and you made an impact? talk about tonight very practically how we begin to make an impact. If you're taking notes, uh, I already asked you to write down the title of the sermon. You go first. I want to read you tonight. First Timothy chapter four, verse 12. I only got, it's a miracle church. I only got three scriptures tonight. Can you believe that? 
and they're, they're single. It's not even like two, it's single scriptures. You were getting off so easy. First uh, Timothy chapter four, verse 12. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. That's just a good version that I liked for these scriptures. Uh, but Paul is talking to Timothy and I want you to notice what he says. He says, don't let anyone think less of you because you're young, but be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, in your faith, and in your purity. Now, let me, let me give you a little bit of context. Timothy is, he's a son in the faith to Paul. He's a young man. He's a young leader, and he's leading a very large church. But, but I want you to notice that Paul doesn't tell Timothy to just preach good sermons. Paul doesn't tell Timothy to just corner people and encourage them and chat. You know, listen to what he says. He says, with your life, Timothy, don't let anybody think less of you because, because of your youth, but rather be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. The definition of an example, this may be redundant, but... Uh, it's, it's a mold. It's a pattern. It's a model to follow after. Anybody, you do puzzles? Anybody, you're, you're a puzzle person? I hate puzzles. I hate puzzles because I'm no good at puzzles. I'm, I'm the worst at puzzles. My wife loves doing puzzles. And, and whenever she's doing a puzzle, if you're a puzzle person, you know this, she has the box right here because it's her example. It's her model. It's her pattern that she's using to accurately put, put together. I want to talk about tonight the way you begin to influence your world is you start being the example of what it means to follow Jesus, to live, love, look like Jesus. Title of the sermon, You Go First. I want to talk, talk tonight about how if you really want to make a difference, it doesn't start with what you preach. It doesn't start with, with you having a great gospel presentation. It doesn't start. It starts with you making the determination, as for me, I'm going to be an example of what it looks like to live, love, follow after Jesus. Can we pray one more time tonight? Would you close your eyes and bow your head and let me pray for us tonight? God, I thank you tonight for the Bible. I say it every time I preach, but, but it's because I'm so thankful that you have given us your word that doesn't just tell us more facts and give us more information, but literally your word lives and it speaks that is relevant real time today. And so I ask you, God, that you really would take these words and you would minister to every heart individually the way, the, the way that they need to hear it tonight. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, Amen, amen. Uh, I'm going to get right into it tonight. No, no funny story, no example. Um, you're like, your stories are never funny, Brandon. Okay, I get it, I get it. Um, number one, if you're taking notes, write this down. Uh, your influence is in the way that you live. Your influence is in the way that you live. I, I, I want you to notice that, and it's a little bit redundant, but, but again, that Paul, he's talking to a preacher. Paul's talking to a teacher. Paul's talking to one that has the gift of communication. Paul is talking to one that he has actually encouraged, instructed in other parts of the letters to him. He's, he's talking to one that he said, listen, I want you to teach people and I want you to instruct people. But this is the guy that Paul said, I want you to study to show yourself approved. So it's not that Paul's saying that talking doesn't matter, but how many of you, you've heard the saying before, talk is, 
is cheap. Talk, talk, talk is, is cheap. Let me give you an example. If, if I were to stand up here and I were to preach to you like, guys, seriously, like eating fast food is demonic. Eating fast foods of the devil, it's, it's the worst. And your body is a temple and you were to only feed it the purest nutrients of organic grass-fed beef. No carbohydrates. No, we're not doing carbs. We're on keto your mama. And we're only doing MCT oils and green vegetables. It's, and, and, and I were to get up here to like, and, and preach to you, and then we were to leave the church, and you were to go to Taco Bell, and you were to see me sitting there <laughs> snacking on a Chalupa Supreme. How many of you would, you, you would agree that my life, it would actually preach a lot louder and speak a lot louder than, 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 than my words? Why? Because, because talk, talk, talk is cheap. And, and I remember taking this class in, in college about leadership. And one of, the, one of the books we had to read was a book. Um, I forget who the author is, but, but, but the t- title of the book is, is The Currency of Leadership. And the whole point of the book is that credibility is the currency of, of your leadership. Credibility, the, the, the ability for you to be believable, genuine, authentic. Credibility is the currency of our ability to lead and influence people. And I want you to notice 1 Timothy 4.12, what, what Paul says, because what, what he says is pretty, well, it's, it's pretty holistic. He says, don't let anybody think less of you because you're young, but rather be an example. You be the mold. You be the pattern. You, you be the one that someone can look at and they can, by your lifestyle, they, they, they can, you don't have to say a word, just by your living, they can see what it means, what it looks like to follow after Jesus. Listen to what he says. He says, be an example to, to all believers. Hold up. That means that Paul actually, he, he's, he's writing to you to be an example to someone like me. He says all, all, all believers. It doesn't matter if they're old, if they're young. It doesn't matter if, if they're friends. To all the believers, your life be the example. And listen, listen to this holistic list in what you say. And I just, quick question. Um, if someone were to like, without you knowing, put a microphone on you, pin, pin a little secret FBI, CIA mic on you somewhere, and, and record you for a week, maybe just a day, and, and then play back the tape, would anybody have any idea that you're, you're a follower of, of Jesus? Would anybody be able to tell any difference between you and between someone who, who, who doesn't know, know Jesus? I don't just mean like, did, did you say a curse word or, or did you, you know, tell, tell an inappropriate joke? But in, in the tone of voice and how you talked about your teachers, your parents, in, in what you do when, when, when pressure, would, would with your words someone be able to tell there's something, there's something different about this person? He says with, with what you say, with the way that you live, with how you treat people, I, I, lo- I love this one, what, with your faith. The passion and pursuit and dedication and commitment to following Jesus, to, to living in his ways, 
in, in, your, in your purity, in the, the set apartness of, he says to all believers, you, you, you be the example. Now, I, I don't know about you, but I, I hear this and I go, I don't, like, I don't even know where to start. Have you ever wanted to do something before, but you just didn't know how? Like, you know, you know what I mean? I'll give you an example. Uh, last summer, we went to Daytona Beach. That's not really like a big deal because we go every single summer. My wife, their family's been going to Daytona Beach for 50 years. 50 years. That might sound like cool. Maybe it doesn't. I thought it was cool at first until I realized, oh my gosh, I'm trapped. I never get to go on a different vacation in my life. I've, I've been suckered into this. But I remember last year, we, we had this awesome condo where we, we could see the ocean from, like, from our balcony. And I would sit, sit on the balcony and early in the morning, who knew, by the way, that Daytona Beach was the number one surf spot in Florida? I didn't know this. I learned this last year. And, and every, every morning, I'd watch these guys surfing. I want to surf so bad. Like, I, I don't know. I just think surfing is the coolest thing. Like everything about surfing, I'm like, wow, that is, that is so much cooler than anything I have or am. I, but I, I have no idea where to start. Like I have a hard time even boogie boarding. Body surfing is all I can do. And basically it's because I'm good at letting the wave overpower me and like take me where I don't want to go. So that's all, that's all I got. But, but like, I'm like, okay, be, okay, be, be an example. Be, but, but where do I start? I want you to write this down, thought number two, because I think this is really the key for so many of us. You have to realize that you're a follower first and a leader second. Yes, we've all been born to lead, but the only way that we have the ability to lead and be the example is if we become amazing followers. F- followers who? Followers of Jesus, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse one, very short verse. Listen to what Paul said. He said, and you should imitate me. You should follow me. You, you should use my life as a pattern and as an example, just as I imitate Christ. D- did you know that that actually is the goal for every one of us? If I were to ask you tonight for, to, to get out a piece of paper and, and a pen and to write down what spiritual growth means to you, what would you say? I've heard so many definitions for, for, for spiritual growth. Well, to spiritual, spiritual growth, it's to get like a ton of Bible information. Like you got to grow intellectually. You, you got to learn more about the Bible. You got to learn more about God and his ways and Old Testament, New Testament, Greek. Like you got to get smart. Other people will say, nah, don't, like, don't, it's not like this is good, but it's not like a big deal. If you want to really grow, you just got to get like full of the Holy Spirit and be like one of those gifts of the Holy Spirit, and you're speaking it. And, and by the way, both, b- both are accurate, except for I would say a more accurate definition is you, you just live to, to look like, love like Jesus. Because Jesus is the point. Galatians, Paul writes this. Paul says, listen, I'm laboring. Everything I'm doing, I'm laboring so that Christ would be formed in you. Should, should we get more Bible information? Absolutely. But why? Because Jesus was a man of the word. Should, should, should we have a hunger and a desire and a, a passion to, to devour God's word? Yeah. But why? Be, be, because that's, that, that's what Jesus modeled for us. Remember Jesus when he was 12 years old? Any 12-year-olds in the house? Like, nobody? Okay, cool. Um, remember Jesus when he was 12? That Jesus, um, he, he was sitting in the temple asking the religious leaders questions. Now, it, that might sound like, yeah, he, he was curious. But actually, if, if you go and do some homework, 
what, what you'll find is that Jesus, he, he was asking them questions they had never even thought of before. Jesus at 12 had such an understanding of the scripture that he's asking questions and drawing conclusions that the religious leaders are going, I don't, I don't I, I, who, who, who taught you that stuff? Remember Luke chapter four, Jesus goes to the wilderness for 40 days and he gets tempted. He gets tempted and tested by the devil himself. And every time, do you remember what his answer was? His answer was, as it is written. We have hunger and pursuit of God's word because that's what Jesus has modeled for us. Do we need to get full of the Holy Spirit and operate in the gifts of the Holy? Yet yeah, why? Be, be, because that's what Jesus did. Because Jesus said, I can do nothing of myself. All, all, all I do is I, I just, I let the Holy Spirit empower me and, and, and I let God guide me. Jesus was a spirit-filled, spirit-empowered. Our goal is to live like, look like, love like Jesus. John chapter 13, verse 15, Jesus said this. He said, I've given you an example to follow. Just let, 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 let those words sink in for a minute. I've given you an example to follow. Just food for thought tonight. What pattern are you following? We, we, we could probably go Romans 12 where Paul says, don't be conformed to the pattern of this world. What pattern are you following? The pattern of your, what pattern are you following? Jesus said, I've given you an example to, to follow. Listen to this. Do, someone say do. Do. Do as I have done to, to, to you. I, every time I, I see Tanner Tori, I, I, I notice in my mind his bracelet, WWJD. I, I used to have one of those bracelets. But, but every time I, I see one of those bracelets, it, it reminds me, maybe I should wear it. Maybe I would do a better job. But it, it reminds me, that's a real thing. When's the last time that, that, that you've dismissed the, the ways of Jesus, the teachings of Jesus, the example of Jesus? Because, ah, that, I mean, that's, that's Jesus. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, like, I'm, I'm but Jesus, no, actually, I've come to give you an example that you should follow. How is it that, that, that I become a great leader? How, how is it that, that I, I start living a life that is an example that sets the mark and sets the standard, I become a, the best follower I can. And I every day say, Jesus, my goal and my mission, it is to follow you. I'm gonna follow you in how, in how you talk. I'm gonna follow you in your lifestyle. I'm gonna follow you in, in how I love people. I'm gonna follow you in, in, in my purity. In my, we follow Jesus. Number three, you can write this down and it's, it's my last point tonight. But you have to rise above and create a new standard. You have to rise above and create a new standard. You have to rise above and create a new, new standard. First um, Timothy four twelve. I want you to go go back there, and I want you to, I want you to see something. Paul says at the very beginning of this verse. Kimberly, if you want, you can join me because that will that will help me. It might not help anybody else, but it'll help me. Paul says, don't let anyone think less of you because you are, you are young. What, what that tells me is that Timothy, 
that he, he had maybe some, but definitely an area of, of insecurity. Paul, Paul was close with Timothy. Paul was a spiritual father to Timothy. There's a lot of things in First and Second Timothy that Paul's writing because he has personal knowledge of, of Timothy. And, and what, whether it was an insecurity, I, I don't know for certain, but it was, there was definitely a temptation to be insecure in this area. The fact that, Paul, that Timothy was young. The fact that Timothy was leading people who, 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 who were his elder. That, that Timothy had a place and a position of leadership, and yet there were people around him who were older and had more experience and maybe even knew more than he. he and, and Paul said, Timothy, you're going to have to rise above that insecurity, that temptation to be, do not let anyone despise you because you are young. Can, can I ask you tonight, just very practically, t- t- Timothy's was, was being young. Can I ask you tonight, what, what is the, the insecurity or, or what is, where, where is the temptation for you to be insecure and you to, to, to shy back? Because what this verse tells us is that if we're going to lead and we're going to have influence and we're going to be used by God, that we are going to have to rise above whatever that is. Paul's telling Timothy, Timothy, don't, you do not be insecure about the fact that, that, that you're, no, no, no. You just followed, you just imitate me. Like I'm imitating, you be the example to all of the believers. I, I know I made fun of fast food earlier. Um, legitimately, anybody, are you like super health conscious? You're, you're like, you're, Garrett's like, yeah, for sure. I, I don't believe that. Um, but I, I have a friend who is super health conscious. Like he's really, really, really health conscious. And, and by the way, like I'm, I'm very jealous of that because I wish, I guess I could be health conscious, but uh, I wish I wanted to be health conscious. There's a better way to say it. I wish I wanted healthy food like he wants healthy food. But, but it's, maybe you don't, this isn't how your brain works. But when I go to, to lunch or dinner with my friend, I'm always like, hey, you, you go first. You go first. You, you, you go first. Hey, 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 w- welcome to Chili's. Hey, good, I'll, I'll, hey, wh- what do you want to drink? You go first, you go first, you go first. What do you want to eat? You, and, and I'm always like, you go first because I'm trying to measure, like, wh- like what are you going to eat? Because I'm going to feel real bad about myself and I'm going to feel really insecure if I order the mushroom Swiss with French fries, Dr. Pepper, and maybe a side of ranch, and you're like, I'll just have the kale salad, please. And uh, do you, and I'll, I'll just make maybe a club soda with a lime, thanks. And like, I'm a, so I'm, I'm, I'm always like, hey, you, like, you go first, you, you go first. And I'll never forget, it's so silly, but we, we, were, we, we were going to dinner and um, we, 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 were, we were out, uh, we were traveling somewhere together and we were at a hotel and said, let's go get dinner. And he goes, awesome. I'm like, all right, where's you know, Google Maps? Where's the close place? And I'm like, ah, uh, there's a, there's a Wahlburgers. There's a Wahlburgers. I'm like, you, Wahlburgers? It's like, oh, totally, man. Let's do Wahlburgers. Cool. So we go and we, we get to Wahlburgers and I'm like, all right, I will get, and I order, you know, whatever the burger it was. He, he goes, uh, I'll have your chicken salad with no, uh, with no onion rings and, and like he got the healthiest thing on the menu. 
And, and I, I went, okay, dude, you can't do that to me. You can't be like, I'm down for Wahlburgers. And then, and, and it's so, so silly, so stupid. But he goes, dude, I don't care what you eat. I, I just like, just eat, eat whatever you want. And as dumb as that is, it would like, it, it changed something in my brain to go, oh yeah, actually, actually what you're ordering doesn't matter actually. Actually, your, what, your, your conviction, actually, I have the ability to, to for myself, make the decision. Now, are you making a better decision than me? I don't want to talk about it, but that's not the point. <laughs> but something in us has to go, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop letting other people go first. I'm going to stop measuring how, how I talk based, based on, on what, what, what's, what, how, how, do you, how do you talk. I'm going to stop measuring my actions and my kindness, and my, my, my discipline and devotion. I'm gonna stop measuring myself based on other people because I've been giving one measuring stick. And the measuring stick that I've been given is the person of Jesus. Jesus said, I have come, that I, that you, that, to give you an example, that you may follow after me, that you may walk in my ways and have life and life to the more. But Paul said, I'm not following Peter. I'm not following, what, 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 what. like how easy, by the way, would it have been for Paul to follow one of the apostles? Quick little history lesson. Paul was murdering Christians. Paul was making money, imprisoning, and he had a radical encounter with Jesus. But you, but you see in Paul's writings, he says stuff often like this, I'm the least of all the apostles. Do you know why he says that? Because still living and breathing on earth were the 11 who walked with Jesus. Still living and breathing shoulder to shoulder on earth was Peter who Jesus said, I'm, I'm gonna build my church. How easy would it have been for Paul? Well, I mean, like how, like how, how does Peter do it? I mean, like, the, like the, these guys, like they, they, they walk with Jesus. But Paul said, I'm not measuring myself on anybody else but the person of Jesus. Imitate me, not as I imitate, imitate me as I follow and imitate Jesus. And the only way to do that is you're going to have to set a new standard of living. And you know what the standard is? The standard is, is his ways. Do, do you know what sin is? The definition of sin is simply missing the mark. Did you know that there actually is a, a mark? Sin would not be possible if there was not a mark that God has set. Sin wouldn't be possible. There is a mark that Jesus has set. He said, I've come that you may have an example to follow, that you could do as I have done. That's, that's my new standard. I, I gotta rise above whatever that insecurity is in me. I gotta rise above whatever I think that limitation is. No, 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 I'm gonna not let anyone despise me because I'm young, because I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be the example in my group of friends. I'm going to be the example on my campus. I'm going to be the example in the locker room. I'm going to be, I'm going to be the example everywhere in, in my home, in, in, in every sphere. I'm going to be the example. And you know what will begin to happen? You'll begin to little by little watch your influence grow. L little by little, you'll, you'll begin to see the influence God's actually given you as you rise above, set, set the standard of Jesus is my sin and you begin to live being the example. I, 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 I'm gonna close with this, but Brandon, what, what, what about preaching the gospel? 
oh, we, we definitely got to preach the gospel. Brandon, what, what, what about sharing, sharing our faith? You definitely got to share your faith. Brandon, what about like, like praying for you? We definitely got to pray for people. What, what, what about being, we, no, we definitely got to be an evangelist. I'm, all I'm saying tonight is what gives credibility to your words, what gives credibility when opportunity presents itself is the life that you live. See, what, what, what happens when you spent so much of your time just trying to like fit, fit, fit the mold and all of a sudden God opens a opportunity for you to share your faith with your best friend? What happens when all of a sudden God opens an opportunity for you to, if you don't have credibility, you, you don't have the ability to, to capitalize. You don't have the abilities to step in. Why? Because credibility is the currency of our leadership. Leadership's not a title. Le leadership is not a position. Leadership's not a, th leadership is simply saying, God's called me to be used, to, to just get, to give my whole life. Say, so God, I wanna help people know you. I wanna use what I've been given to build your church. I wanna see your kingdom advanced because nothing else really actually matters on this earth. So where do I start? I'm, I'm, I'm rising above whatever this insecurity is by the help and the power of your Holy Spirit. And I'm gonna start being the example. How, how, am, I gonna be, how am I gonna be the example? Just be a great follower. I'm, I'm gonna follow Jesus with all of my heart. I'm gonna follow him in my words. I'm gonna follow him in the life I live. I'm gonna follow him in my purity. I'm gonna follow him in how I love people and treat people. I'm gonna follow him in my devotion to the, to, to, to the ways of God, the things of God. And I'm gonna let my life be, be the influence that opens doors of opportunity. Come on, God wants to use you. I, I, I close with this and we're, we're gonna pray. Brandon, how, how, how do I rise above? We won't go here, but Acts chapter four, Acts chapter four, Pete, Peter and, and John, I believe it is, they, they had just prayed for this guy. This guy got radically healed and, and they got br br brought to court. And here's what, here's what the court system said. You never do this again. You, you stop, stop telling people about Jesus. Stop praying for people. We're gonna let you go. But if, but if, we, if we catch you doing this again, like we, 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 we will kill you. We will imprison you. And you know what they did, Acts chapter four? They went back and they started rejoicing. God, you're using us. And the Bible says they prayed. They, and, and part of their prayer was, God, give us great boldness that we may share the good news. God, give us great boldness that no matter the cost, that we live as examples, that we live full of the Holy Spirit, ready for every opportunity to tell people about you, to pray for people. God, they prayed. God, how do I rise above? You ask God, God, I need you to fill me with the power of your Holy Spirit every day so I can rise above. I can follow you. And as I follow you, I set the example for all that you've called me to reach, to influence, to impact. Would you pray with me tonight? God, thank you. Thank you for speaking to us. I do not know where everyone in this room is. But here's one thing I do know. You know where they are. Here, here's one thing that, that I do know. You have a calling that is upon their life. No matter where they are, no matter what they've done, you wanna use them 
So I pray like we're praying every week that you'd convince them they are called by God. You'd convince them that your grace is enough, that they are forgiven, they are qualified in the person of Jesus. Holy Spirit, you would arrest them and you would, you would convince them that what they need is not more skill or more experience. What they need is the power of your spirit. And I pray that, that something in them would begin to shift. They'd begin to have vision. They'd begin to see themselves as a leader, God. And they'd begin to follow after you with all of their heart. As they follow, their life would become the model, the pattern, the mold that helps other people know what it means, what it looks like to live a life surrendered to and serving Jesus. In Jesus' name, all God's people say We hope you've been inspired by this word. To help awaken your faith on a regular basis, subscribe now so you can be alerted when we have a new message. Thank you so much for listening.